Rock Town Halls, Saturday Night Shut-In. I'm your host, Mr. Moderator. Tonight's a very special edition of our occasional podcast. Brought about by the unexpected, at least for me, death of David Bowie at 69 from cancer. I thought Bowie was going to be one of Rock's last men standing from the, the golden era. I thought Bowie and uh, McCartney would be you know, hanging around well into their 90s. Like, I don't know, like Fred Astaire and Bob Hope or something of the, of the future of rock. That was not to be. I'm not going to get all maudlin about this uh, because, you know, as you know, for a long time, Bowie has been a little bit of a, kind of almost like for fun, for sport, a little bit of a whipping boy, a little bit of a, but also like a gauge of what rock and roll means to me. And, uh, you know, through my doubts, through my uh, occasional trolling, uh, as, as you might say, uh, but also through my, my love of, of 30 songs of his, uh, as I have proven scientifically. Through all that, I've learned a lot about Bowie, learned a lot about what I feel about rock and roll. I've learned a lot about myself. Sometimes I even wonder if the guy is, uh, his music and his career was kind of a, a gauge against which I, I judge my, uh, you know, kind of my, my hatred of myself sometimes. Uh, thinking about that a little bit, you know, him being a bit of a pretty boy and, uh, you know, getting into the futuristic thing and being stylish and cutting edge and changing shapes and transforming and all those kinds of things that solid, you know, hard ass stick in the mud me doesn't really excel at. So anyhow, a lot to, a lot to think about, but what I want to focus on tonight are Bowie's lyrics, uh, which have always been a little bit of a sticking point for me, uh, but mostly uh, points of tremendous confusion. You might remember I'm the person that honestly for like 30 years growing up uh, thought that there was a the, the, the ending of Moondance by, by Van Morrison talked about one Mormon dance with me, like some kind of weird, sexy, religious dance that Mormons practice. So I'm really bad at understanding lyrics within the context of songs, even songs I love. And uh, I, I'm not the kind of person who often, you know, runs to find out the lyrics. I just kind of listen along. I make up my, my own assumptions, my best guesses. Um, but I'm often wrong. And, uh, you know, I'll start out tonight with one song, probably all around, I think, my favorite Bowie song, just a, a really touching song. Uh, it says so much about, you know, kind of being a teenager and trying to find out things. It actually has lots of great lyrics that I can relate to and, and little couplets that I've always loved. It also has a part in the middle eight that I've written about before. Uh, something I just, I doubt. I know people have looked it up. People have told me what the lyrics are. I just don't believe it. As long as I won't believe that Lou Reed really sings uh, the original version of Sunday Morning on the first Velvet Underground album, I will not believe the lyrics that have been reported on this tremendous song's middle eight. A great middle eight it is, too. I'm just uh, skeptical about what the lyrics really are. So here we go.
And my time was running wild A million dead end streets And every time I thought I got it made It seemed the taste was not so sweet So I turned myself to face me But I've never caught a glimpse How the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Ch-ch-ch-ch-change it Turn and face the strain Ch-ch-change it Don't wanna be a richer man Changes by David Bowie. I love that song. I always have. Tonight's selections, by the way, come from my original uh, copy of Changes 1, which I acquired probably when I was about 12, 13, something like that. And I, I consider that the third greatest, greatest hits album of all time, after Buzzcock's singles Going Steady and uh, The Who's Meaty Beaty Big and Bouncy. Many criteria went into these uh, these selections, and trust me on that. I'm not going to repeat everything I said about about uh, changes. I told a story uh, on my little uh, it's you know in the comments to part of my little um, obituary, my my little tribute to Bowie this morning, and uh, you can go read that www.rocktownhall. 
The article is entitled David Bowie. Many great comments. 2000 man checked in. I, I knew he was a big Bowie fan. I didn't realize this was his birthday today, too. Uh, the Magic Man, Alex Magic, was back. Some stirring, uh, stirring conversation. It's really good stuff. I, I, um, you know, it's a shame that that uh, a titan like Bowie had to die for this, uh, you know, for for the halls to uh, to wake up a bit. But uh, so be it. You know, I was thinking about certain things about Bowie's lyrics. I'm always I'm always noticing how often he says the words bitch and ass. Probably prior to the advent of rap. No artist used bitch and ass more frequently in, in uh, his or her lyrics. I was thinking about um, the song Ziggy Stardust. You know, a good example of me not understanding stuff, not hearing the lyrics right, being young and not really knowing enough to kind of fill in the blanks. I didn't know what ego was, E-G-O. So that one part, making love to his ego. I thought he was saying, making love to his eagle. Ziggy sucked up into his mind. Uh another, another good example is uh, Moon Age Daydream. Actually, I'll hold off on that. I, do, that, that, that was, uh, I just looked up the lyrics today, and uh, depending on the punctuation, if it's correct, uh, I was confronted with a different meaning to one of my favorite, um, favorite lyrics of his. But here's another little tune I'll talk about in a bit, too. This one's called John, I'm Only Dancing.
David Bowie's John I'm Only Dancing on Rocktown Hall's Saturday Night Shut-In. Just a brief look at uh, Bowie's lyrics, at least as heard through my dysfunctional ears. Something about Bowie, he does kind of swallow his words, I guess, and I don't know, not just the accent, but Bowie and Elton John. I probably screw their lyrics up more than anyone else whose music I've grown up with. Elvis Costello's tough too, but he's he's got a million words per you know per couplet. He's racing through stuff with pretty uh I guess Bowie's got dense arrangements too, and maybe that that adds to it. But one of the uh you know, John I'm only dancing is pretty cool because <clears throat> especially getting that album, you know, getting the the changes one album when I was a kid. There's so much with the bitches and the asses and all those kind of references. And it's just kind of like this whole, you know, the, 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 the sexual thing going on. You know, both sexual in, in ways that I was, you know, already starting to become attuned to and things I'd never thought of, like making love to an eagle or an ego, as it, as it were. Uh, and, and, you know, just homosexuality was, you know, when you're, when you're 12, 13 years old and you're, you know, kind of, every day trying to get through without being you know, targeted as the fag of one sort or another. Uh, it's kind of, kind of important to keep these things in mind. John, I'm only dancing. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but it sounds like uh, the narrators, you know, telling his, his boyfriend that, you know, don't worry, I'm just dancing with this girl. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Like a uh, concept to contemplate when I was 12 or 13 years old. Another song along those lines was, uh, at least to me, Moon Age Daydream. There's this one part where he goes like, the church of man love is such a holy place to be. And I always thought it was like the church of man love, like a a gay church, you know, or church, you know, just uh, dedicated to men loving men. And but I looked up the lyrics to confirm if that's what it actually was, and it's according to at least you know whoever the, the transcriber is on Lyrics Freak or whatever you know website you get directed to. It's the Church of Man, comma love, is such a lovely place to be. So it's totally different meaning depending on the punctuation. And uh, as I am an editor by by trade, uh, I'm a little little disturbed by that. I'd like to see the official punctuation and I would uh, actually argue if that comma if the commas do belong there I would argue that the song would be better if it were actually as I've always thought it was the church of man love is such a holy place to be. I'll have more Bowie in a little bit and you know one or two other songs to uh, discuss lyrics. But let's uh, let's just cleanse the palate a little bit. Here's Leon Russell, Leon Russell and the Shelter People. Falling, swinging 
Diamond Dogs, David Bowie on Rocktown Hall's Saturday Night Shut-In, their little, uh, little tribute to Bowie, in which I reflect on my experiences with his lyrics. There's a good chance they're different than yours, and that's cool. That's why we're here. We can talk about these things. You can go on www.rocktownhall.com. If you've never been to the blog, you've probably never heard this, uh, this podcast, but I encourage you to go there. Diamond Dogs contains one of my favorite words in the English language, and that is brooch. And I always thought it was diamond brooch, because it's diamond dogs. It's Dolly brooch, like Salvador Dali. Had no idea. That whole thing on the chorus, too, you know, I always thought it's like, uh, because I keep a French serene. I don't know what that meant, but it's actually something else they're saying, like, I forget what the what the what the background vocals say, but then Bowie's actually saying, "I keep a friend serene." A little different than a French serene, French person could have been a French friend. Uh, it's also, you know, speaking of friends, it's funny too. You can know someone for almost your entire life and not know what their favorite Bowie song is, especially if that friend is Andy R. 
who's probably, uh, you know, about as uh, mixed in his feelings on Bowie as I am. He's probably even less tolerance for the crooning Bowie of those long, like, 12-minute songs on uh, Station to Station. Definitely not the kind of stuff Andy and, I, Andy R and I have gotten into over the years. However, he expressed today that he can't get enough of Diamond Dogs. And uh, I never knew that was his favorite. It does make sense, him being a rocker and all. But I realized that is such a great sleazy song. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I think of uh, like Exile on Main Street era Stones could have done a great version. Is that Bowie's response to the Stones? I don't know. But, uh, you know, usually when people try to be sleazy, I find it comes off cheesy. But uh, Bowie could really sleaze out if he wanted to. I appreciate that in his lyrics. And, and, you know, sometimes you just you play around with things. You just think, like, am I trying too hard? Like, I thought about it today. Are the Beatles the Elvis of England? And if so, Bowie would be the Beatles of England. That's pretty stupid, isn't it? You know, and the other thing, now, this, now I'm not even going to get into the whole 80s hang-up I have, you know, Bowie creating the sound of the 80s. I'm forgiving him for that. But let's just put that to rest right now. We're focusing on the lyrics of David Bowie and Diamond Dogs containing the word brooch. It also has a reference to Todd Browning, or I think that's his name, the guy who made that Freaks movie. I had no idea, you know, I never like got into the whole freaks thing. I never got into comic books and science fiction and a lot of stuff like that. So I guess if I'd paid more attention or could have discerned lyrics, I might have, uh, you know, been more apt to seek out uh, Todd Browning's freaks. Might have been more apt to, to buy a dolly brooch rather than consider a diamond brooch for my life. Who knows? Thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, you know, thanks to David Bowie for all he's done, and thanks to all of you for all you do. You've been listening to Rocktown Hall's Saturday Night Shut-In. I'm your host, Mr. Moderator. Thanks.